Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. He ended up spending the next three months in the hospital, um, paralyzed from the neck down, and he never came home. He got his healing in heaven. Just like that. That's a bit shocking. Yeah, it was. That's the voice of Don Keith talking about the trauma of losing her second husband and becoming widowed twice. It's a story of how faith sustained her and how she is now thriving and able to help others. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. And all we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. So glad to have you here on Life Support, and we just enjoy talking with many different people and hearing stories, and what we want you to do is understand that you can have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ through suffering and trauma, and I know that doesn't necessarily sound logical, but that's many times the way God does it. He allows us to go through some terribly difficult things, but in the midst of that, we find more of him. And I'm so glad to have as our guest on and Chris Keith. They've got an amazing story to tell. And so thank you both for being here. It's great to meet you. Thank you, Paul. It's great to have you. And um, I'd like you to tell your story in your words. But Don, let's let's start with you. Um, You know, many times people feel like in life, you know, I might go through one hard thing and I can get through that and kind of move on and get a get out of jail free card sort of. Sure. But that really hasn't been the case with you, has it? Tell me a little bit about your story and you can pick it up wherever you'd like and just tell me about some of the things that you've endured and, and how you guys met and how that's kind of all melded together. Sure. Um, well, um, about 17 years ago, my first husband was diagnosed with angiosarcoma which is a tumor that began to grow in the upper left chamber of his heart. And um, it actually took them two years to find it. He was having strokes over the course of those two years. He had seven strokes and um, many strokes. um, So he didn't have a lot of side effects from them, but it was concerning. And um, we had gone to uh, different hospitals in several different states and finally uh, came up with the answer. They put a camera down his throat and realized that he had this tumor flopping around in the chamber of his heart and uh, they thought it was going to be um, a myxoma which they could um, surgically remove and he would be fine. And after the open heart surgery they realized, um, sent it to a lab and they found out that no it was actually Uh, deadly cancer and Mm. it's one of the rarest most aggressive forms of cancer and he was given six months to live Mm. and um so of course that was extremely extremely difficult to hear yeah um we were both fairly young at the time he Mm -hmm. was 50 Mm -hmm. and um i was four years younger Mm -hmm. so that kind of turned our world upside down and um at that moment I began grieving the loss of my husband mm-hmm. because, yeah, you can see <laughs> that's it. what well, happens. Yeah, you know what happens. Yeah, it? that's what happens when, when you receive a diagnosis like mm-hmm. that. That's when your, your grieving journey begins. Yes. And, um, but um, when the doctor walked out of the room after giving us that diagnosis, we just looked at each other and said, only God knows our expiration date, and we're just going to continue to live. 
um, every day to the fullest and just trust God that, you know, whatever comes, however this ends, it'll be okay because God's in it Mm -hmm. and God is good all the time, no matter what. Yeah. So many times um, friends and, and people in church, when someone loses their spouse, they expect them to, to grieve in a particular way for a particular length of time. And they fail to realize that fact that um, you're grieving all along when you're a caretaker, when, you're, when your spouse is ill. Um, and then by the time, um, and I've experienced this with a wife who passed away of cancer, and she was sick for two years, and you grieve the entire time. Mm-hmm. So when that, when, when that death finally comes, you, you do go through kind of a different grieving process, but a lot of that emotional struggle and, and the things that you've been dealing with about the future and how God interacts with this, you're kind of done with that almost. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and then people look at you like, well, why aren't you, know, it's kind of like when they looked at David, like, why aren't you grieving better? Yeah, because right. I'm going to see my son again, you know, was basic his answer. So now... Most people would think, okay, well, you've had your, you've had your difficulty for your life, and now you're finished with that, and now you move on, happy and healthy, and but you kind of ran into more tragedy, didn't you, as life went on? Yes, I did. Um, actually, if you don't mind, I would just like to also share that um, while the doctor gave Steve six months to live, God yeah. gave him six years. Wow, so you had um, a lot of time to... Oh, yeah. What a gift. Yes, so um, we did experience a miracle in that. Yeah. And uh, we were able to um, just really embrace every moment with our family for those six years. And Steve was able to walk our daughter down the aisle and be at our son's wedding and see both of our kids graduate from college and enjoy our first grandchild for the, wow. for her first 15 months in this world. And um, those were all tremendous blessings. So you're right. God didn't family. know. God didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you can never presume on God. That's for sure. That's right. So that's tell me right. what happened next then. Um, well, after Steve um, went to heaven, I um, um, met uh, my high school sweetheart again on Facebook, and um, uh, I just assumed that he had been married all those years. It had been 40 years since I had seen him, and um, that, um, you know, just wanted to see if, how his life was going. Yeah. And... Um, he said, well, I never married because I never found anyone that I loved as much as I loved you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that was shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember um, at the time, um, I looked up at, at the sky and I just said, God, did you save him for me? And um, it turns out God did save him for me. And um, about 15 months later, Carrie and I were married on the island of Kauai. Hmm. And we... Um, had a wonderful marriage for seven years, and um, it's really amazing how, um, you know, I feel like some people never get to experience um, what a wonderful, godly marriage feels like, mm-hmm. and um, I had that with both of my my first two husbands, mm-hmm. and I just feel so deeply blessed by that. Um, but um, after seven years, uh, we were involved in a car accident. Um, We were at a stop, and um, an 18-year-old girl hit us from behind, um, going 
probably 55 miles an hour is what the police thought. And um, at the time of the accident, we did not, um, we both walked away from the accident. We told the police we didn't need an ambulance. We were fine. I mean, shaken up, of course. But um, within a couple of months after that, Carrie began falling down, and he fell down seven times in a two-week period. We had an appointment at the doctor for um, um, the next day, but he fell down and could not get up the seventh time. And he mm. said, you're going to need to call an ambulance. I can't mm. get myself up. And so I did that. And he ended up spending the next three months in the hospital, um, paralyzed from the neck down. Mm. And he never came home. Mm. He got his healing in heaven. Mm. Just like that. That's a bit shocking. Yeah, it was. More from Pastor Paul and Chris and Don Keith in just a moment. This is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program. And we're excited to introduce a brand new video curriculum series called Caring for Mental Health. This 10-part series is available at no cost and is designed to help you and others come alongside those who are struggling with mental health. If you'd like to learn more, go to lifesupportresources.org lifesupportresources.org. And now back to Pastor Paul. He fell down and could not get up the seventh time. And he said, you're going to need to call an ambulance. I can't get myself up. And so I did that. And he ended up spending the next three months in the hospital, um, paralyzed from the neck down. Mm. And he never came home. Mm. He got his healing in heaven. Mm. Just like that. That's a bit shocking. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to try to grapple with that, especially after you, what you went through before, mm-hmm. and now here you are back dealing with this again. Right. So how did you process that with God at that time? Um, well, throughout the six years that Steve was sick, um, God just showed up for us mm-hmm. every day in every way. Um, from the littlest things to the biggest things. Um, there was one point when my first husband, Steve, um, after his first chemo treatment, he was actually laying on the bathroom floor next to the toilet vomiting and mm-hmm. sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember how horrific that was for me because it was the first time in my life in all the years we had been married that I saw him cry. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like neither one of us is going to survive this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I can't stand to see him suffer like this. If this is what it's going to be like for the next six months at the time is what I thought, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. And I, I just felt helpless. And I just remember just putting my arms up to heaven and, and just screaming at God, like, God, where are you? Don't you see what's happening to us? Help us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I just felt just this incredible peace come over me. It started at the top of my head. It just washed over me down to the tip of my toes. And I just I just felt the, the presence of God like never before. And I just heard him say, I'm here with you. I see what's happening and I care. And I'm going to be with you always. Mm-hmm. And um, and that, that was just true. That was how it was. We... Mm-hmm. Um, Every time um, we felt like we didn't know, you know, if we were going to be able to make our house payment because the the medical bills were rolling in and um, from all the treatments and um, 
surgeries. And um, one day, I'll never forget, um, I was outside in the front yard, and this woman started coming toward me down the sidewalk, and um, she just had the most beautiful smile on her face, and she just looked so gentle, and um, it almost looked like she had a halo around her head. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, wow, you know, she looks like an angel. I, I had never seen this woman before. And um, I thought she was just on a walk and she was going to walk past my house. And she said hello and approached me. And she said, God told me that I was supposed to come and give you this. And she handed me a check for $2,000. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, God is just always there. And mm -hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna take care of us. He's he's the great provider. He'll provide for all of our needs. We just trust him. Yeah, and that means a lot when you can say that through tears and mm -hmm. legitimate pain and mm -hmm. and agony and calling out to him and yeah, and he responds yes. to that kind of honesty. Absolutely, of your heart. Yeah, Chris, when you hear your wife talk about this, what goes through your mind when you watch her recount that kind of? traumatic stuff that she's had to go through yeah mine mine's a little different angle but it is amazing to see how similar the, the, the grief the pain journey is mm -hmm. and um just to see how she i'm, I'm so grateful she leaned into it she mm -hmm. didn't push it away she didn't blame god she didn't um make excuses you know she just leaned into it she I'm so proud of her, the way she embraced the brokenness of where she was at at the time mm -hmm. and um, and chose to keep living life. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that, that, honestly what I go through. I'm, I'm so grateful she chose to live life and embrace the moment. In her grief and despair, she reached out to God. And I'm, I'm a recipient of that yeah. choice she made. Yeah, I think there's a... A, a, there's a, like a fork in the road that you come to, uh, both when I lost my first wife and, and we lost our our son, um, you have a choice to make. You, you almost come to this fork that says, I'm going to go with God or I'm going to, I'm going the other way because the pain is so acute. Mm -hmm. um, the, the pain is un indescribable. You, you know, I remember just feeling, you know, my chest just hurt. My whole body was was numb and but yet somehow God summons you down that right path uh, I don't even take credit for making those right decisions right. you know it's like the Holy Spirit is just yeah. guiding um, and um, and so when you do decide to lean into it and when and when you do walk toward God then that's really kind of where your new life begins mm -hmm. you know a new journey a new a whole new chapter yes. And all of a sudden you realize that through that, God is doing deeper things and more wonderful things. Than, right. and, and I've talked to a lot of people that have been through like horrific things. And I'll ask them a really weird question. Like, would you change those things? And most people will say, well, of course they would. They would start over. They, and, and in a way, you know, it wouldn't be, none of us want suffering and it'd be weird if we did. But they all say, no, well, I wouldn't change that. Why? Because I found God in a new way. Mm -hmm. that's and I think that's, that's the amazing thing about being a believer. And that's what's there for us. Yes. So you mentioned, Chris, that you were on your own journey through this time. Tell me about that. I was. I, before I met Dawn, um, well, I, I was married 30 years, seven children. Um, very difficult 
time in my life. Um, we had a big business and lots of children to, to take care of. And I guess what, what happened for me, um, I, I was battling a, an identity issue. My identity was wrapped up in how I felt other people viewed me, my business, my how they viewed my kids, my family. And boy, everything, everything came crashing down. Um, we lost pretty much our home, our business. Um, and we worked through it to the point that we were cordial with each other. And, um, but it was so hard. I mean, you think about having family and seven children and boy, it's not, this is not where I wanted to go was divorce, but it happened. It was devastating. Um, a year after I was divorced, I, uh, went online I met someone else and got remarried, and again, that was so tough um, for me to face again the possibility of divorce, and I did. Um, was divorced a year and a half uh, after we separated, divorced, uh, was married three years, and then um, went on a journey of um, really finding my identity in Christ alone, and not in other things um, and I was single for about six years um, before I met Dawn. Mm -hmm. And why was it important that you were alone to discover that identity? You know I went through a process of learning how to embrace the brokenness of my life and you know one of the things I we, we talk about in divorce care is that you know, in, unless you can find that you're a beloved son, a beloved daughter, and an affectionate father, if if you don't find that's your identity, you're always going to look for other places and other people to give you what you need. And that was the biggest transition in my life to find out that I am loved just the way I am. I am, I am a beloved son of an affectionate father on whom mm -hmm. His favor rests. Mm -hmm. It's not based on what I do money I make, how I, um, my business, it's, it's based on my relationship with him. That's so hard for guys to it is. get through our thick skulls. You know, we're not very bright to start with. Mm -hmm. yes, you know, our yeah. wives will be glad to yes. offer that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But to, to get through that identity that, that goes so deep into who, what we do, um, how you know how successful you are? Even you don't even have to define success as being wealthier, you know. But but there's such there's such a a feeling that I've got to be this, or I've got to be like my dad, or I have to, you know. And to just receive the love of God, I think, is just very difficult for guys, and and I'm sure it is for ladies in a different way too. But so, how long did it take you to sort of? work that through. I'm sure you're still in process to a certain extent now because we all are, but tell me about that. You know, it's amazing. When you, when, when I came to the point, the point of understanding that I embrace the brokenness and not try to push it away, life is hard. Life is tough. Marriage can be hard. Um, relationships are hard. You know, we, we go through a process too of owning our contribution. It's a little different owning our contribution to the dysfunction of the relationship. And when I was able to do that, and I was able to own my own peace, God met me. Mm -hmm. 
God met me, and mm-hmm. I met God in a new way. And it's not just pushing it away or blaming others, but looking inside and saying, okay, Lord, what, what is happening inside me? What am I doing mm-hmm. that is causing this difficulty in the relationship? And um, so in, the, in doing that, God came and showed up in my life in a, in a new and fresh way. It's mm-hmm. been so encouraging. One of my favorite authors is Paul Tripp, and he uh, writes often about how we're always uh, looking for answers elsewhere and we're blaming others for things. And really, it's that sin inside of us, um, you know, because of our sin problem that we need Mm -hmm. to deal with. Mm -hmm. Not those people in our lives that we perceive as making our life difficult. It really is, starts with us. Marriage is the coming together of two sinners. Yeah. And we have to recognize and acknowledge uh, the piece we play, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be so helpful in getting through difficult times if you can own your own contribution to the difficulty of the relationship. That's good. And, and Don, you are both, you're able to minister together now. We right? do. And, yes. and you have all these uh, unique ways of coming about that because of your background. Tell me about that. Well, Chris and I lead Grief Share Support Group and um, Divorce Care Support Group at Substance Church in Spring Lake Park. Mm-hmm. And um, um, in Grief Share, we come alongside people who have lost a loved one to death, be it their child or their parent or friend, um, whatever the case may be. And um, Grief Share and Divorce Care is a, it's a 13-week video session. And we watch a video together the first 30 or 40 minutes of our time together. And the rest of the time, we just share and encourage each other. And it's such a wonderful opportunity for people to come in and um, just allow God an opportunity to heal them mm-hmm. from the, the pain mm-hmm. that they have experienced from either divorce or grief. Mm-hmm. And um, we just feel so honored that God has called us to this and allowed us to walk through what we have walked through so that we can come alongside others and give them hope. You know, in in our story, other people see, wow, you know, they've gone through this and they've come out on the other side and found joy again. And that Mm -hmm. is a message that God has for everyone. No matter what we experience in this world, God is good all the time. And he has a purpose in our pain. And, and if we allow him to, he will use that pain in the future to bless others. Yeah, hope is such a key element. And you have credibility because uh, people can look at you and say, wow, you know, I've been there. I can, t- I can feel that element of the story. And I've been there. And, yes. and look at these two. Here they are. And they're telling me that God is good. Yes. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I know that they're um, are those that are listening right now that might be without hope yes. and, and might be working through some things now where uh, they are where you were when you were crying out to God and saying, where are you? Yes. I can't do this. So I we're going to have you back, and we've got a whole lot more to talk about. So I want to thank you both for being here. Don and Chris Keith, what a great what a great story. What thank a great you. inspiration. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, thank you Paul. Much. And you know, God is there, and God is always with you. And that's, I think, the, the message that we're trying to get across. Um, in Psalm 34, 19, the Bible tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. 
And I like that verse a lot because um, we are righteous when we follow Jesus, not because we are special people, but because we wear the righteousness of Christ. We've entered into a new life. We are children of God, but there are still afflictions. They don't go away. We're still living in a sinful world. God still has plans that we don't understand necessarily. But what we do know through all of these changes in life and through trials, that the Lord does deliver us out of them in the sense that there is hope and God is watching out for you. So you may be struggling with something that you've not told anybody about. You may be thinking, I could never tell anybody about this. Or maybe there's something that happened to you 25 years ago, and you think, I should be over this by now. Or maybe you're right in the middle of something that you just found out about, and you're grappling with the early stages of, of an illness, or or finding out about a, a, a friend's illness or a spouse's illness, and you're thinking, I can't do this. Well, just remember what the Bible says and what God has promised, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And that means all of them. There's nothing that God can't handle. There's nothing that God can't tackle. And what we're saying to you today is to just simply go before God and say, I need you, and he will never let you down. We're so glad that you're part of our our program, and I'm thankful for the sponsors and our partners that make this possible. Uh, Faith Radio has been wonderful to us. You can find out about their many podcasts and where to find this podcast at myfaithradio.com. You can also see a video version of this podcast at fivestonemedia.com. And you can check us out right here at Ridgewood Church. There's also archives of this program there, too, at myrwc.org. And again, remember, God loves you. He's with you. He will never abandon you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we'll catch you next time on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support